Syrup Shots Gaming. I'm Tyler, and with me is Dave. Hey, everyone. How's it going? And Chris. Hello, hello. Apologies. We are alive. Mm-hmm. COVID, yeah. did, COVID can't keep us down. None of us got COVID, no, no. but... <laughs> uh, we took a, an accidental summer break, is what happened. <laughs> yeah, my PC decided that it didn't like me anymore and created Seppuku. Well, that's a, a polite way of a... Yes, it committed uh, harakiri on itself. Yeah. Yep. Way to go. <laughs> but I've, I got it fixed up. We're rocking and rolling again. And we're back here to talk video games, nerdy stuff, whatever we're feeling about. So let's start off with... You know, it's been a little bit. It's almost been since, I think, Fourth of July weekend since we've talked to everyone. What have yeah, you guys been playing? I just I remember, ladies and gentlemen, we have tried to record at least twice since, and unfortunately, these were uh, deleted in the great uh, uh, the ritual suicide of Tyler's PhD. But uh, we did try and record on Fourth of July weekend, which will lead to probably a story later on in the podcast. Uh, what have we been playing? Okay, well, I can say that uh, probably from. Uh, if our viewers have been following along, the last game they probably remember me saying that I had been playing was uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which I I did finish, finally. And uh, I will say I did enjoy it a lot. However, the problem is that I just, in the end, kept comparing it to Persona 5, and there's no comparison. You know, Persona 5 is just obviously the better game. So I would say... The plot was probably best described by my brother. I was telling it to him when I went to go see him in California uh, over the summer. And after I got finished, so he just said, so you're telling me that they had a Persona-themed episode of Glee featuring the cast of Fire Emblem? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I will say the story did start to get better by the end, but then... That was the problem. It was the end. Whereas, if it had been like Persona 5, the game was 60 hours long, which that would have been the halfway point for Persona 5. I would have loved to have seen them expand more on some of the, you know, Fire Emblem issues, why the antagonists are the way they are, why that performances and singing and acting and all of this, why it was related to the energy of of using it for summoning these beings from the Fire Emblem universe. They touch upon it lightly to give it a complete BS excuse, but and in the end it was just, it didn't fit so well. Because MacGuffin! Yeah, because MacGuffin, we use song and dance to create the energy of Performa. And in Japan, because the original songs and dance were how we communicated with the gods, that's why they can take that energy. Well, okay, then. (laughs) Uh, You you could have probably just said because magic, and I probably would have been like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, uh, I did enjoy the. I love the battle system. That was always fun. And I will admit, they're all J-pop songs, but there were times it's just like I'm sitting in my chair. Yeah, that's my jams. <laughs> <laughs> So afterwards, I decided to uh, fall down the rabbit hole of sacrilege for some people. I decided to finally plug in and play The Last of Us 2. And I did manage to complete that also before I went back to work at schools. So Now, uh, real fast, before you say if you liked it or not, remember, if you say you liked it, Chances are The Last of Us 2 Reddit is going to come after you and make face <laughs> false claims that uh, uh, your fans are creating death threats against The uh, Last of Us 2 uh, Reddit users. Oh. Oh, oh, man, that was a mess. Oh, oh yummy! The tears of undeniable sadness! <laughs> um, uh, that, that was a, a train wreck, by the way. I love girlfriend reviews, so I watched that and I'm just... That was actually what inspired me to play the game because I'm like, <laughs> what is the big twist? <laughs> that is so awful that people would get this stupid over. And now having played the game, I can honestly stay, say, I have no idea why you are so butthurt. I will admit, I really enjoyed the game. I did. I will admit, I can understand why some people didn't. I can understand. Right. Like some people's what they say, they they just don't like the character of Abby. I get that. Uh, it took me a while to get kind of used to her as well because it's just man, that game starts off with a bang. <laughs> Quite literally. Sure. Um, sure. I know some, some people are upset at uh, a certain character's passing. I kind of expected that actually. Um... For me, though, the way I looked at the game was I ultimately saw it as a storytelling in extremism. And I felt it really well put, especially in kind of the world we seem to be living in today, in that we have like these two opposing forces. One is like extremist military and the other one is extremist cult religion. And the two just want to kill each other. And I think that made the stories better. And it's just, you know, throughout the game, and I'm just like, why are you idiots fighting each other? The real problem is you could do so much more together than you could apart, but your stupid petty squabbles are what's going to kill everything, you know? Sure, sure. It, I feel like it does a pretty good job of... Um, it's a nice twist on the revenge tale. And the oh, funny yes. thing about it is is you don't actually know it until you're halfway through the game. And even then, at that point, you might be pissed off. Mm -hmm. Because the yeah. game ends on a very kind of like sour or dour note. It's mm -hmm. almost... Um, <clears throat> it's almost No Country for Old Men style of uh, storytelling. And honestly... Without, 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 without any spoilers, right? I yeah. mean, it's a dark story. Yeah, it is a dark... And that's why I think I actually preferred the way it ended because Ellie ends up doing some horrendous awful things in the game 
And I think just, you know, at the ending, that was also kind of maybe her personal come to Jesus moment. And it just perhaps got all a bit overwhelming. You know, I've done all of these terrible things and I, no, no more. And I felt Abby's story also was starting to reflect that a bit because there was sure. the character where there was the character of Owen who, you know, as I said, he's Abby and Owen are part of the military side uh, called the wolves. And he encountered one of the religious cultists that they called scars. And it was an old man scar who, you know, he had him dead to rights, could have just put a bullet in him and everything is telling him to do. So the leader of this militant group is nuts. And he just looks at the man, realize, you know, he's so old, he's so over it. And even then, he just has a, his come to Jesus moment. And it's just, what am I even doing? I, I'm, I'm fighting for land I don't care about. And he just, he doesn't do it. And then I think that's kind of Abby pulls a little from him. And that's why she has kind of this trying to save people arc because she sure. does have a intimate relationship with this man and it rubs off a bit on her at least that's how i interpret it i know some sure. people oh, cl clearly had uh different opinions well sure there are some issues that i would take with some of the pacing of the game but yeah. in in some respects it's um it's it's done on purpose mm -hmm. I, mean, I get it i appreciate it i ultimately end up liking the game i don't know if i go so far as to say that i loved it mm -hmm. um I think that it is definitely a technical masterpiece. Oh yes, um, it, it is very beautiful. I really liked the uh, the. I think the gameplay of part two is is much better than the uh, than the mm -hmm. original. Which... And that's what's adding to me. Can say, I love it. Yeah. Did I prefer the story of the original? Yes, but the gameplay, yeah. the graphic <laughs> fidelity. All that in added. That's why I can say, well, I love both of the games equal, pretty much, but for different reasons. Yeah. 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 The second one is definitely a better video game in the sense of a game. Mm -hmm. But yep. I, th I think the thing that's tearing people apart is the story, right? Mm -hmm. Oh and yeah. It, and it seems to be pretty. Um, well, and that's the interesting thing. It's only polarizing in the player community because the critics mm -hmm. loved it. Oh, yeah. And, and again, there's some stuff in there that I'm just kind of like, and it's just because, unfortunately, again, again, it, it goes along with my, you know, it was a story about extremism for me. I mean, there, there is a LGBTQ element to the story, which I felt fit in perfectly as my reading of an extremist cult sure. view of it. Sure. But for some people who have that, you know, mentality themselves, and it's just, well, of course you didn't like that part. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? The thing is, to those people, I say, you missed the point of The Last of Us. The Last of Us mm. is about outcasts and the mm. outsiders in society when the whole world falls down. Apart, yeah. Yep, exactly. Now, Tyler, have you played The Last of Us 2 yet? I have not. Now, I have also already seen a lot of the spoilers, so nothing you guys oh, have okay. said. Have, have really affected me. I'm one of those guys where oftentimes spoilers don't spoil a game for me. It, mm. It's it's about how it gets to those emotional that really captured me versus the actual what it is. 
And that uh-huh. was the thing. I was just waiting for like the one moment that everyone was just like so, you know, what was the big thing? And I'm just like, it really wasn't a big thing. It was just like, you know, a bunch of small things that I guess, you know, you either were positive or negative about. And, you know, if you were negative on too many of them, you, know, you didn't like it so much. So, but just the absolute hate and vitriol that it's just like, man. That's one of the bad things of the internet, yeah. and one of the good things. Uh, sure. And, but and and this goes back to a saying my father said because you know he worked in business for God knows how many decades, but he would he would be in charge of customer service, and it's just like uh, uh, people are ten times more likely to complain about something than. Um, make a positive comment. So he goes, so really what you can average is for each positive comment, you know, you can think there were 10 people who truly enjoyed it, but for every negative comment you get, that's only one. <laughs> it's a vocal minority. It yep. really is. Yep, yep. And to girlfriend reviews, I salute you for going through all of that BS. That <laughs> What uh, way to troll a troll. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I would have had that level of Conan Doyle Sherlockian, you know, foresight, but I you know I, I would in a, in a situation like that I'd probably just end up sucking my thumb. The people are being mean to me on the internet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, roll one. Don't read. Roll one. Don't read the comments. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've been playing. I haven't been able to play anything else because I pretty much tried to time that so it would end right as summer break was over. So this past week, uh, the first it was the first week of school. Um, the, the students showed up Thursday, Friday, and I'll just say I. I I will save the story the stories for later because they're not ending yet. But uh, the students are very excited now for the esports club, and I have gotten so many emails, so <laughs> many emails, <laughs> emails for days. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Chris, what have you been playing besides uh, you know how to raise a child? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, recently, or I shouldn't say recently, for Father's Day, my wife bought me a PlayStation 5. And Woo! I've been yep, enjoy- yep. <laughs> enjoying the, the crap out of that. Um, so, oh, geez. Okay, so I I, I played um, Astro's Playroom, of course, because I had to. Um, Easiest was, platinum was- trophy ever. <laughs> That was a fun jaunt through PlayStation history. Definitely recommend it if, if you have a PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, I I platinumed uh, Ratchet and Clank. Um, uh, oh, jeez, why am I blanking on the name? Rift Apart. A Rift Apart. Rift Apart. <laughs> That's the South Park ripoff game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> It was great when I came to visit you, and uh, I, we were talking about it, and I was you, you were telling me, because I had never played the Ratchet and Clank, but I was just like, 
I love, you were telling me all the games, I was like, I love how all of these titles are double entendres. He goes, yeah, the newest one is too. And I just rift apart. Say it fast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that was uh, that's a fun game. And it, it looks very beautiful on, on a 4K television set. Performance mode, ray tracing mode, if you're going to play that game, it's, it's amazing. Because um, you also got a TV with the HDMI 2.1, right? Hmm, yep. Actually, my, my new TV has two HDMI 2.1 ports. Yeah. I'm jealous. Nice. I, I'm super jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's great. Um, definitely recommend it. it it's a it's a showcase. Uh, at least I, I haven't played Returnal yet. From my understanding, that's that's another good showcase of of the hardware. Um. It is one of the few. There aren't very many exclusive PlayStation Five games out there. Just yet, yeah. Doug was showing me that. That that does look pretty sweet. But I guess I'm in the the time of my life, though. Or at the same time, one, I don't necessarily have to buy it on launch day, and two, mm-hmm. seventy dollars for a game brand new is is a <laughs> lot. <laughs> Thanks, See, I got... Thanks, Sony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got pretty lucky. The game bundle that came with the PS5 from GameStop included Ratchet and Clank: A Rift Apart, Spider-Man: Miles Morales, and then I haven't actually I have yet to play the the other game. <laughs> <laughs> I have not played Destruction All Stars, even though I own it via PlayStation Plus, and I have a physical copy. <laughs> Sorry, Lucid Games. <laughs> uh, that's okay. I don't. I don't think anyone has. Isn't that the game that's trying like so hard yet failing to be twisted metal? Yeah, it, 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 well, and that's the thing. It's not twisted metal. It's like it's a destruction derby, like in a an arena. I, I would have preferred twisted metal as mm-hmm. a longtime twisted metal fan. I would have much preferred that, and I would have played the crap out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Supposedly, there's a rumor. It's just a rumor. Um, they have confirmed that a Twisted Metal uh, TV show is supposed to come out. Um, yeah, I know. Crazy, right? But, yeah. But there's the rumor is that there might be a video game coming as well. Uh, oh, to go along with it? That, that would be good. That would be good synergy. Yeah. I would love me some Twisted Metal. They, they haven't mm-hmm. released a new game since like the PS3. Yeah. So. Now that's one though. It's just like I'm sitting here and you say TV show, and I'm like, the plot of that game, really? Because uh, I'm like, I, that, it works because it's a video game. The plot. I don't know if it works well enough for <laughs> like a, a TV show. That's why Mutant League, the Mutant League sports TV show, never worked. <laughs> I think it would have to be a loose adaptation mm-hmm. for it to work for a TV show. Um, I mean, Calypso is the holder of the tournament in the games, and uh, he's basically has like you know genie powers without being trapped in a lamp. Mm. And uh, you know, of course, the the twisted irony is that he always grants people what they they ask for, but it's not what they want. Mm-hmm. His paw, monkey paw, monkey paw. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um i've also platinum spider-man miles morales so those, oh, those okay. are 
Oh, so, actually, no, and I also I I finished I finished War for Wakanda the other night. Wow! I was everybody would touch that. I was going to ask you about War for Wakanda. Yeah. Um, first Go off, ahead. you are playing the PS5 version now, right? I am. Yes. Okay. Is it a considerable difference from the PS4 version? Uh, Performance-wise, it's night and day. Okay. Second question is: Does uh, Black Panther actually feel very different? From the other characters, or is it a little bit more of the same? So Black Panther plays like a a, a mix of um, Black Widow and Captain America. Now, with that said, he is far more tactical than any of the other Avengers. It doesn't feel like you know you're just doing you know like special moves this and that. Um, you have to really, and a lot of that is some of the they, they updated that there are new enemies to fight. That are considerably tougher. Do they do they act very different from the other enemies? Because one of the things that I was concerned about was the lack of uh, enemy variation. Yeah, are they still robots? Uh, no, most of the new enemies are actually humanoid. Um, there are the robots are spiders in this. Oh, one. okay. Yeah. Well, at least that's little, some variation. <laughs> they're little spiders and then big spiders, um, and the boss fights in the expansion were much better um, than in the original game, and that there's more traversal now. It, okay. There's a lot more focus on platforming, oddly oh, okay. enough. But, you know, for the creators, or not creators, but the, uh, the you know, they used to make Tomb Raider games. Dang mm -hmm. good Tomb Raider games. Yeah. And they're, they're pretty good at that. So. Nice. Uh, any big names as the bosses that we would know, or? Uh, so, uh, there are two um, villains that you fight in the War for Wakanda expansion. Ulysses Claw, of course, mm. and then uh, Crossbones. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. good. I, I've been hoping for more villains because I, I was getting sick and tired of Taskmaster and Abomination clones. Yeah. So um, back to what I was talking about with the being more tactical is that there's more of a reason to use uh, Black Panther's ranged attacks because they actually weaken the enemy. Ooh. They are his way for doing status effect damage. It's all in the daggers. I've got a Ooh. few. I've got a few more follow up questions. Don't mind. Uh, Shoot. So the first one is kind of a smaller one. Have the weapon drops or the item drops gotten more significant or more unique, or are they still pretty generic? And I don't know if you've gotten into like the epic, you know, Uber uh, drop. Yeah, I, I, I can't say that I have. I, I just finished the story expansion, and um, Fair. you know, I've only dabbled in, in multiplayer, but my my Black Panther's really not, you know, high level enough to to really speak on that. And I haven't, you know, picked out one of my other characters to play with just because he's the new toy. Right. <laughs> that leads me to my second question. Do you feel like this expansion is enough to not only keep back in the game, but to bring other people back into the game? So uh, for for the long term. Long term, hard to say. I think that I definitely want to keep playing it for the next couple months because they have um, expanded quite a bit of stuff. For one thing, I noticed, surprise, surprise, they ex must have expended lap 
it must have expanded the level cap because there's a whole new tier of abilities for you to learn. Ooh. Hey. Yeah, very nice. Yep. Um, also, uh, a lot of quality of life improvements. You can mass delete gear. Oh, um, thank you. Highlight it and send it to the trash. Um, they significantly changed your uh, character screen, so you can see all the stuff that you care about all on one screen instead of having to toggle through multiple screens. Nice. Um, and you can do loadouts now. Ooh. Oh. Nice. Okay, oh. I I I might have to, uh, you know, run it back up and what's under the hood. Mm -hmm. I might need to get that PlayStation Five first though, so it actually loads on time. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, Maybe if I start now, it'll be ready to play tomorrow. <laughs> it's like Futurama on logging into AOL. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's been the the. I mean, yes. Uh, PS5 certainly looks beautiful, but the performance boost is really, I think, the big change for this generation. It's it's wild mm. to see how much faster games load um, oh, yeah. on mm. the new machine. And and Avengers is a perfect example of it, because I mean, there literally are no load times. No load times on PS5. Nice. I guess I should get into what I've been playing, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing a little bit of a hodgepodge of things. Uh, nothing in-depth in one specific thing, just kind of jumping around. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did play the Halo Infinite online uh, multiplayer. Okay. Okay. Uh, so first off, they have done something with that that I don't think is being praised enough that should be. Who now have okay. the option for their multiplayer to play against bots. Okay. okay. So, so instead of just getting whooped online... You could actually set up a mission where it's just you and your buddies versus bots. Oh. And you can actually choose the difficulty. Another thing I like about so, it... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask a question, but sure. uh, are, are the are the bots, like, fun to play against? Are they yes. They, uh, okay. it, 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 well, so they released different tiers throughout it. At first, they were pretty easy. Mm -hmm. Then they got pretty challenging there. They were actually very tactical with, like, when they would throw a grenade, uh, they would kind of move back and forth, and that's and that's the other thing that was kind of cool about it. the coding for how the AI play isn't built into the game itself. They have servers that analyze how humans play and adapt their AI based on that. Interesting. So it gets a more human feel, um, and they are saying right now that it it people are just imagining it. They are not doing the tactical crouch. <laughs> uh, tactical crouch. Sure. Um, sure. I remember that being called something else. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Calling T. Yeah. Yeah. And a, yep. and a bag. <laughs> what everyone wanted to do the tea party. Exactly. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I I deserve. I get shame on my family for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple you things are dishonor us all, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> uh, what couple things I really liked about it, and, and this kind of goes back to the big thing with any video game, is how it feels. In Halo Infinite, yeah. felt great. It was responsive. It was intuitive. Uh, it 
and multiplayer was fair. You know me, I love I love Destiny. But sure. <laughs> but the PvP of Destiny has a fundamental issue where everyone has their own unique loadouts. Sometimes people get exotics that you haven't gotten that can just roll over you. With this, okay. everyone's on the same playing field. Weapons are spread throughout the map. Weapons are greatly varied. Uh, the the Needler, I had a lot of fun with. Uh, they have... Uh... The Needler is a good weapon. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, that was how I got most of my kills. That and the... Um... Oh, what was Oh, the Gravity Hammer. That was fun. Uh, basically, it's just a giant hammer that you just bring the pain with. Um, visuals, I was playing on the Xbox One, uh, because my PC, which I'm looking at right now, uh, decided to hate me. So it was playing at 30 frames a second, but it still looked good. It still felt good. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited yeah. to see what their actual story mode looks like. Um, I've, me and Dave have talked about toying with the idea of playing through the Halo games at some point. Um, so I, we can lose, lose our Halo virginity? <laughs> right, exactly. Um. I'm not sure if we should play through all of them or just do like a, a, a sampler night, just trying a few levels from each of them <laughs> and then just watch well, the plot. Yeah, well, I mean, we had <laughs> talked about going through at least the first game because, again, you know, as I've said before, in our high school when Halo came out, everyone would t would t wouldn't shut up about it, but they couldn't tell you anything about it. It was just, oh, multiplayer is great. Well... Okay, but I like a little more meat, you know, in my shooters. If I want to have like a fun multiplayer game, Smash Brothers covers that. Agreed. Um, mm -hmm. So I and from what I gather, because one of our buddies, uh, Joel, he mm -hmm. is big on the plot, Halo, and he's actually pointed mm -hmm. out a few things that have been really cool. Um, not in Halo Five. Halo Five has been doo doo, from what I understand, in terms really? of story. Their multiplayer yeah. was actually a lot of fun, but sure. I've heard the story was... So, I, I, yeah, as someone who played Halo 5, uh, the mistake that they make there is that they divide... Um, you play two different characters, uh, and Master Chief is, is one of them, but you spend so much of that game not playing as Master Chief, and then it has this glorious cliffhanger ending at the very end. Ugh. Not to mention the fact that, you know, the campaign... It's pretty short, and it doesn't really resolve the, like, primary MacGuffin issue. Mm. So what you're telling me is they tried to pull a Metal Gear Solid 2, but failed? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, some people still debate whether Metal Gear Solid 2 pulled a Metal Gear Solid 2 well. <laughs> I, would, I would say... I would say it did, because the gameplay was was, was still great enough overcome that and the overarching story once it tied in with three and four i think mm -hmm. yeah 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 it uh, took a while what but once four came out it's just like oh that's what they were doing too yep gotcha. <laughs> yep yep um and then in five you play as venom snake <laughs> <laughs> through through uh, half the story and then they yep, fired kojima yep yep um other things I've been playing, uh, I have been dabbling a little bit with Street Fighter V again. I actually downloaded that new character, Akira. She's a lot of fun. Okay, I'm meaning to do that to at least get the season pass. I just 
I usually wait for it to go on sale. And then... I didn't get the season pass. I actually earned enough credits to download a character. Wow, nice. <laughs> Impressive. Yep. Impressive. Um, I, I, ever since season three came out, I started getting happier with how Street Fighter V turned out. But good God, did it take forever. <laughs> yeah, they, they had to do more up front, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, they it, if they had waited a year and made it a more media experience, I think it would be much better. Yeah, I think if they had just included like even the just the season one characters automatically on, and have just had three seasons of post of post release content, I would have been happier. But it's just like, and a lot of them, it's just where some characters, it's just like, you know, I don't care about you as much as like other characters. And and it's great to have new characters in every game, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. The, the first few release ones seem uh, the only one I seemed to like was Rashid. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, trying to think of the new characters, you had Nikali. I think mm-hmm. it was, was yeah. Don't uh, don't care. <laughs> Bang, which was just <laughs> that is a walking Chinese stereotype. Is what that is. It, it really is. And, um, but, uh, I liked some of the n- new characters, which really what they were were just background characters in the plot for, you know, other games. Like, you might see them come on as part of, like, a, a character's wins- winning screen or something. So, like, Colin, the, uh, uh, partner or, like, secretary to Gil, is, uh, she's got all these ice powers now. It's like, oh, that's, that's really kind of cool, and but you took something that existed and you know made your own. I really like the uh, the character Lucia because she is actually one of the characters from I believe um, Final Fight Three. She's the police officer one, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I yep. actually was just playing as her uh, yesterday. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Akira, <laughs> which is from I think I think Akira's from Rival Schools. Yep, she's from Rival Schools. Yep. Uh, with, tons of which, fun. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised they haven't brought more Rival Schools characters in that, as just because I don't think that series has much on its own anymore, but the characters were... I mean, Sakura was in so... Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so playing a little bit of that, still playing Guilty Gear Strive, still loving it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity here, because we haven't gotten a chance to talk about this yet. Okay. Have you guys seen the, the first DLC character for Guilty Gear Strive? <laughs> Yes, isn't he like the the United States Defense Secretary or something? The, the Secretary of Absolute Defense, Goldick Lewison. Oh, wow. Wait, Gold no, Gold Lewis Dickinson. No, I'm sorry, Gold Lewis Dickinson. I, I watch a streamer Ooh. who always purposely mispronounces it. Oh uh, my. <laughs> uh, Gold Lewis Dickinson. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, what Gold Lewis Dickinson is, is a bunch of people in, in Japan just sat around a room and like, okay, we need a character that is America. And what I mean by America is every stereotype. Government employee, cowboy, fast food loving, believes in aliens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It could, have been, it could have been worse, too. They could have just gone full on Captain America, you know? Yeah. Not America. America. Yeah. Sure. It would have just been a dude yeah. with a sleeveless shirt and a beer. Yeah. And, and his with opening. Yeah. <laughs> with his Confederate 
flag, belt buckle, and his NASCAR hat. Yeah, his <laughs> his his opening thing would just be hold my beer. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cletus, come here. <laughs> and then the last thing I've been dabbling in is I started Hades. Oh, okay. 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 Um, Tell me about it. It's fun thus far. Um, I I don't know if I get the big draw that everyone else gets into it yet, but it is fun. It reminds me a lot of Enter the Gungeon. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, um, you know, so, it's yeah. What, what's what's the what's the thing that is supposed to catch you with in, with a loop? So keep you playing. First off, it always randomizes. It is a roguelike. Okay. Um, okay. It does have level up mechanics, so there are things like your weapons and your stats that you can actually purchase upgrades. And the characters okay. are fun. Like, mm-hmm. uh, the premise is, is you are the son of Hades who is trying to get out of uh, hell. Okay. And, but every time you die, you uh, just float right back up to the your uh, to Hades' home. You have to go from the beginning again. Um, sure. So, like, you know, you go up there, and Hades is just sitting at his desk like, you'll never get out of here, boy. I don't know why you keep trying. You can go pet Cerberus. Okay. Uh, so, a lot of, like, there's a lot of little fun stuff like that. The gameplay does feel fun. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the weapon I've really enjoyed as far is the battle uh, shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, because okay. it slices, it dices, and then you get a huge uh, ram that does project you from uh, projectiles. Does it make Julian fries? The only, <laughs> the only thing I wish it did is I really wished it would let you Rygar it. Oh, nice, yeah. <laughs> Cerberus! <laughs> uh, so, visually, it's great. Uh, it just It just doesn't... I haven't caught in what the Oh my gosh! I can't believe this game is yet. It is fun. I the thing I was gonna say that the thing that I've heard about it that that intrigues me is that um, that ability to kind of like carve out your own story. The fact that like when you lose to bosses, supposedly you go talk to them and they'll trash talk you. Yeah, actually, uh, depending on how you die, uh, there's always a dude at the front. I forget. Like, oh, you died from spikes. Well, maybe the next time you'll remember to not stand on spikes. Just like, I want to kill you. I want to kill you. Have you wash up and let me kill you again. Uh, but it, it is it is a lot of fun. Um, I would recommend giving it a try. Uh, just don't expect earth shattering with it. Sure. So you're not one of the folks who, who would say... You're not on... It should have won Game of the Year last year. Or actually, it did win Game of the Year from a lot of outlets. It won so. Game. I haven't seen what would make it Game of the Year yet. I, okay. but I do see how it is fun. Okay. Um, and and this is from a guy who loved Enter the Gungeon. Like I, <laughs> I, I think I put more hours into Enter the Gungeon than Super Mario Odyssey. Wow, that's. Crazy That's both talk. amazing and sad. <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey is my favorite 3D movie. No, Super Mario Odyssey is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But every run of Enter the Gungeon was unique, different. You always find these little mm-hmm. secrets. That was just a fun, great, hey, I got 15 minutes. 
I'll probably die, but I'm going to give it a go, a good fun run. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, all right. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and get to our main topic. But before then, mm-hmm. let's have a pause for our sponsors. We don't have any yet, but I want to start putting the pause in there. Okay. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Syrup Shots Gaming Podcast. Like going to a diner late at night, taking a shot of syrup. It's probably a bad idea, but we're going to do it anyway. If you like this content, please leave a like, comment, subscribe. You know that usual general stuff that people ask you to do. Uh, what's up? You want to leave us a review? Fantastic. You can leave a five-star review, wink, wink, at uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get this great content. Thank you for choosing to listen to us, and we look forward to bringing you more dumb content in the future. Thanks for that riveting ad. Welcome back, everyone. Oh. Oh, thank you to our sponsors for this episode. Yes, the, the sponsors that we made up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get, let's get into the main topic of the night. Uh, yes. Activision done goofed again. <laughs> well, well uh, let's be fair. Blizzard is also a big part of this, too. So at, at this point, Activision Blizzard are one thing to mind. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Same company. They're, mm-hmm. they're all under the same CEO. So. Now, how long has it been since Activision purchased Blizzard or merged it together? I want to say it was about 15 years ago. Uh, let me see if I can look that up real fast. Really? 15? But then again, I also realized, oh, uh, I'm going to be 40 and sick in yeah, four uh, years. 2008. Now. 2008, <laughs> oh. 2008 yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, not, mm-hmm. not quite 15, but yep. pretty dang close. Yep, yep. Okay. So just to kind of catch up uh, our listeners, uh, if they don't know what the situation is, it's all started because state of California sued Activision Blizzard for hostile work environments, uh, bro mentality, basically for them being D-bags. Basically sounded like they ran the company as a frat house as opposed to a company. <laughs> and, and to symbolize this more than anything else, they had a hotel room that they would go to called the Cosby Suite. Yep. And, yep. and they they tried to brush it off, going, oh, that's just, uh, you know, uh, in reference to, like, a sweater-loving dad. No, the Cosby stuff is out there. You you can't mention Cosby without... Yeah, yeah. Bro, I can no longer eat uh, Jell-O pudding pops. Yeah, um, I mean, even if, the, if Cosby hadn't been, you know... Uh, I know it wasn't as public as it was at the time, but there had been rumors for years, and that's why he hadn't been public for... Yeah, so, so you knew what you were doing, ding ding. But it is good to see that Activision is facing repercussions. Yes. Uh, they have let go some of their heads, including the head of uh, Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. They have lost almost all their sponsors for Overwatch League. No, did not know that. The one I was reading up on actually is that this. Uh, lawsuit has become pretty much the the straw that broke the camel's back for several streamers for World of Warcraft. Now, one of the things, actually, the article I was reading, it was saying that actually they think this might be the, the nail in the coffin for World of Warcraft, because it has been bleeding players 
for years now. Sure, which makes sure. sense. Cannot honestly remember the last big expansion uh, announcement. Sure. And, and there um, are there are competitors now. Yes. You know, um, supposedly, <laughs> like Final Fantasy XIV's been really like struggling to to keep up with the demand. They have that much. They have that many new users who are playing. Exactly. Their game. And that was one of the things that the article focused on. It was even saying a lot of these streamers that were very popular for World of Warcraft have now shifted their focus to Final Fantasy XIV, and also that is one of the reasons why it has. Which is amazing, considering the absolute rocky start that game had. <laughs> so, right. Well, it, sure. isn't, it, isn't it A Realm Reborn? Like Fantasy yes. IV? Yeah. It basically, like, yeah. it's Remade the same. The game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sure. So, so but, let's, sorry, go ahead, Dave. Also, I'm just trying to think of World of Warcraft. There hasn't been an expansion in years. People have said the story has gone off the rails. And then also, uh, they're operating on a graphics system that hasn't really been updated since it launched. That's got to be what? No, th so that it constantly updates with each expansion. Okay. Um, it, to the point where they now have World of Warcraft Classic. Okay. Yeah, that's that that was their last big thing that I remember that they were pushing was yeah. just was going back classic. to classic. Yeah, that, that, that's not an upgrade. <laughs> no, it was a nostalgia play. Yeah, yep. exactly. You play the nostalgia plays as a placeholder before the next big. Mm-hmm. So I don't think yeah. they had a next big thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess they were expecting it to print money forever, and it's just like, guys, it's not you know. It's not 2010 anymore. <laughs> right. Um, so this leads to an interesting question. Um, uh, should you boycott Activision Blizzard? And I would like to uh, read a little snippet from Axios here, uh, where they interviewed some, Ax uh, some uh, Blizzard employees. I believe they wanted to stay anonymous. Um, but when asked uh, if they should do boycotting, they said it was to do more harm than good. Quote, it's harmful to people work there who pour their lives into the game and are determined to make Activision Blizzard Studios and all game studios, frankly, better places. We can't fix these problems if we're unemployed and we can't elevate women if we're boycotting all the work they've done and are doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is kind of a, a odd balancing act to make these decisions. I, I gotta admit, at the same time, I, I'm absolutely disgusted by the actions of these individuals, which luckily it sounds like, you know, are getting their comeuppance finally. So, mm -hmm. but I don't want to also punish the people who have put their hard work in. And then there's other things uh, that I feel are a bit superfluous that are being attacked uh, as well. And I think people sometimes, you know, choose to focus on the wrong thing. For example, one of the bigger things that has come out that they think they should change in response to all of this is changing the name of the Overwatch character, Jesse McCree, because apparently he's named after one of the uh, offenders. Now, one of the guys that was just let go. It, yeah. They just fired him. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, so I can understand the distaste for the man, of course, but at the same time, uh, I, I just feel there's also been all of this world building and everything built upon the game that really, what does changing a name 
do necessarily uh, for this. And, and you're you're kind of hitting on a on a point that I I did want to kind of bring up at least from my viewer perspective. Some of the overreaction. Mm -hmm. um, this is the point. Um, yeah, I mean we don't want to honor a douchebag, um, mm -hmm. but um, and we certainly don't have to. And there, I think there are other ways that they that they could have you know moved McCree to mm. it, it, uh, without necessarily having to change his name but mm. well i think um, his i think his nickname that they could just start referring to as was mad dog that's yeah. not a bad idea um but yeah, the, yeah. The, the with this kind of like overreaction you know i don't know they're certainly going to play all of the right cards you know bobby kodak loves his money mm -hmm. um and activision uh, he is one to of go. the wealthiest wealthiest mm. video game companies in the world i mean with the, some other video game franchises they still currently print money mm. and they want to continue printing money i mean call of duty has been the biggest brand in, in video games for like a decade at this point it's insane mm. so i point that to the point that activision literally makes just call of duty right now mm. not including blizzard they only make Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. And I, I do agree with you, uh, Tyler. I do think that the codec has to go. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the culture at a company comes from the top. Mm -hmm. There's no one higher than him. 100% yep. agree. And, and mm -hmm. he was one of the ones that really led to that bro culture that led to all of those people taking those senior positions at Blizzard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Activision in Call of Duty. There's another article that popped up uh, today, or yesterday, I'm sorry, on Taku, that really speaks to they're not owning up to anything. They're just trying mm -hmm. to avoid it. Uh, the article is by Ian Walker stating, Activision name conspicuously absent from Call of Duty Vanguard marketing. Mm. <laughs> so that's, that's like a, a, a high schooler's attempt at trying to avoid yeah. punishment. That, that, uh, was what, that was what I thought when they tried to, you know, Oh, the Cosby suite. Uh, we referenced that because the couches look like Cosby's old crazy sweater. <laughs> like, well, you're not even freaking trying. <laughs> well, there's just been so many things that they've that they've done that have just been like, okay, every penny you lose from sponsors right now, you've earned you've you've earned that loss. Um, mm -hmm. one of their other employees, I is uh, is Townsend still at Activision Blizzard? Do you guys know? I think she is. Fran Townsend? I don't know. Um, I thought they got rid of her, actually. I hope they did, because uh, she uh, let a tweet out saying, the problem with whistleblowing. Oh, jeez. And she was also a torture apologist in the Bush administration. Oh. Did she worked in the Bush administration? She worked in the Bush yeah. administration. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I got another uh, Kotaku, uh, ironically, also by Luke Plunkett, um, where it says here uh, that uh, Activision Pants Townsend thought it would be the perfect time to tweet the problem with whistleblowing. Uh, to, re uh, to recap, this is the woman who was the wake of EFEH's suit becoming public and sent uh, an email to staff calling it meritless. And was widely mm. criticized. It specifically mentioned as a cause of last week's walkout. Mm. 
So yep. it's, they're not owning up to like, hey, we done goofed. Need to do right by investors. They're mm-hmm. just trying to the higher ups are still trying to just sweep it under the rug. They yeah. have to clean house. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, they, they think they're wealthy enough. They can just sweep it under the rug. But, you know, as we know, gamers uh, can be some of the most fervent people, as we've learned from Last of Us 2 conversations. Right. Some of the absolute worst trolls. And you get on their bad side, uh, you know, that's how EA wins up winning worst company of the year two years in a row, things like that. Man, EA's just got to be sitting there right now going, whew, they took that heat off of us. Yeah, well, but and- at the same time, they also might be, okay, someone check out the, how the culture is downstairs, <laughs> you know? <clears throat> uh, so actually, I, I looked it up. I don't think that they let go of Brent Townsend. She just uh, took she stepped down from certain responsibilities. Mm. She's no longer as public facing. So along the same, you know, trend of, of what Activision's trying to do, they're they're trying to show fa- show that they're they're sorry and that they're making changes without actually really making changes. Which mm-hmm. is depressing. It, it, most of the decisions that Activision's been making in the past couple of years has just been irking me. Um, mm. You know. Hey, we re- we re-released Crash Bandicoot and the Toys for Bob oh. team that did Crash Bandicoot Four. Yeah, we're gonna have them do Call of Duty. Vicarious oh. Visions, you did a great job on that Tony Hawk uh, One Plus Two reboot. You're gonna work on Call of Duty. Yep. Yep. And, I know. and it's I, really sad and depressing. And that just goes. I also I've been sick of Call of Duty for years. Uh, yeah, it just feels like. It seems like the popularity of certain games goes in ways, and like in the 90s, late 90s, remember how fighting games were all the rage, you know, starting in 92, and then they slowly ended. Then in like the early 2000s, it seems like it was the rise of the shooters, and then it never stopped. (laughs) It's just, because that's when games started getting really popular at the same time. It's just like, uh, I wish we could go back to some of them platformers and fighting games, too. (laughs) Well, I feel... Fighting games have been making a resurgence. They I, have, they have. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just, I, I, I'm sick of the rise of the mega shooter. Yes, <laughs> and, yes. And there still are platformers, there just aren't as many as yep. there used mm-hmm. to But even yeah. those, I feel like, have had a small resurgence. You had Ukulele, which, take it or leave it there. You had the rise of uh, Crash Bandicoot again. You had the new Ratchet & Clank, which is a quasi-platformer. Mario, mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah. I, I, I feel like there has been some growth on that. That's just me yeah. getting off topic, though. We we should, we we were here to you know complain and moan about uh, the awful things sure. that Activision Vision Blizzard happened to. The and also, needs to be dropped. You know, I I was really disappointed also for their decision years ago with Overwatch for loot boxes, which you know now that Overwatch has continued for so long, it's still one of the few games that has decided to continue with that mechanic where a lot of them after a lot of the especially after that uh ceo of disney calling up ea saying what are you doing you know it's just kind of like clearly we didn't learn from uh, our friends and our peers in this situation and they've just continued it and you know 
I'm still on the uh, subreddit for Overwatch, and a lot of it for people just, I wish I could just buy skins for characters instead of, you know, spending $50 on loot boxes. And then at the end of the time, I'm also thinking, guys, also, this is a service game. There is going to unfortunately be a time where it's not going to be around anymore, and you're probably going to wish you had all that cash. <laughs> I, I will bet you dollars to donuts that mm -hmm. come Overwatch 2, they're going to mm -hmm. migrate over to uh, the season method, uh, Battle Pass method. Battle right. Pass for three months for 15 bucks, where you mm -hmm. see everything that you'll get, but you have mm -hmm. to level up and grind to get those things. Uh, I gotcha. Kind of like the uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like the Avengers model right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Only they will make it where it will be it will be gone if you don't get it in that season in long that season. So not only will you have to pay the fifteen bucks, you will have to uh, play to play get during that time and time content. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which is just kind of going back to something I was talking about earlier. One of the things I'm really liking about Halo Infinite, they're going to have a battle pass, but they have point blank said the battle pass will always be good. All the ones we release, you choose which battle pass you want your experience to go to at any. Good. Yeah. And you can buy old bad pa battle passes whenever you want to. Okay, doke. So that's I'd, pretty good. Yeah, but I I will bet you that they go that route, uh, just because for investors or the the stakeholders, the stockholders, mm -hmm. a consistent revenue is much more uh, pleasing to them than a single sale game or mm -hmm. even. Even uh, loot boxes, because those are inconsistent. If you can mm -hmm. consistently say every three months, I'm going to get 15 bucks for my customers. Mm -hmm. I think that's yep. why subscriptions are on the rise. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, in, in, I, it, not to be an apologist for pricing there, but I kind of get it. We wanted our games to stay at the 60 bucks price, even though inflation really says they should probably be 250 bucks each now, based on what they used to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I I understand where there's a need for uh, alternate uh, revenue in, uh, streams, and I like where a lot of them are doing it, where it's cosmetic or things that do not impact the gameplay. Because like I said earlier, gameplay is the most important thing. How a game plays. Um, well, and no one wants to play a multiplayer game with pay-to-win tactics. Oh no! Wants to no, 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 no. Which uh. Talking about another game that came out. Nintendo has, in my book, screwed the pooch. So they were Pokemon Unite. <laughs> oh, okay. I haven't I haven't delved into that at all. <laughs> well, yeah. thing number one, a, Tencent made it. MOBA? Oh gosh. <laughs> oh. That's one. Okay. Tencent made it. Two, it's a MOBA. Three you can pay real cash to level up your equipment. Uh, you is it actually for the Switch or is it for phones? It's Switch. It's Switch right now. Phones coming next month. Oh jeez. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it it it's 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 my little MOBA. It's your intro to the mobile world. Now, can these Pokemon interact in any way with the other games or? No. Okay. Good. Well, then at least. Main po the main bloodline of Pokemon remains pure. <laughs> <laughs> Which 
We won't have any filthy MOBA mudbloods here. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, yes. Oh. Uh, quick time out. Grease isn't bad. Yeah, mudbloods was a whole... Very, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they mind if we talk about uh, racism in fictional worlds. <laughs> but getting back to the Activision Blizzard thing, um, I just also wanted to discuss. Do you you sent me the video of the uh, young lady who at like a World of Warcraft panel or something? Was it World of Warcraft? It, yeah, it, it, was, it was at a BlizzCon. Yeah. I, it was World of Warcraft, yeah. um, where she was asking if they would ever consider. Not making uh, female characters look they came out of a magazine. Oh, yeah, like a, a Playboy. A, Vic a Victoria's Secret catalog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. just, and then, you know, at first she started getting cheers from the ladies in the crowd, but then it was drowned out by the trolls. And yeah. the idiots on stage just doubled down on it. Well, what magazine do you want them to look like it's from? And it's just like, if it was me, you know, because. I can be a smart ass at times. It's just like, I don't know, Woman's Day, because that has more realistic depictions or something. You know, women come in all sizes and shapes. Shapes and shapes. I can't talk today. Shapes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, sorry, I think I had a mild stroke in case of Bell's palsy there. <laughs> um, but. You know, people just come in all different sizes and shapes. One of the big things I tell my students when we're learning to draw portraits, it's just because there are rules to how to draw stuff. But it's, I just always have to say these are more it's like Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, the rules are more like guidelines than actual rules because everyone's different. And so but, yeah, we have a long time had a history that every woman in a game has to look like an absolute supermodel. And. Luckily, that seems to be in bikini armor. Yeah, right? bikini armor. Yeah, because they only For ever get reason. shot in you know three places. Yeah, on the body, basically. <laughs> I am a I'm a female uh, video game character. Why does my defense go up with the less clothing I have? <laughs> it's that uh, invisible force field. Oh, sexy that they don't tell them about. Yes. <laughs> The sex aura, uh, oh, the, of yeah, course. Sex, oh, yes, yes, yes. The impenetrable sex aura. <laughs> <laughs> Plus 32 to defense. <laughs> Minus 10 to brain cells. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, so I, and I'm glad we are starting to see, you know, and, and that actually was one thing that I liked about Overwatch, and it's just kind of like, I thought Overwatch was actually kind of moving in that direction. We didn't necessarily have all of these scantily clad women running around. They were most of all of them were fully clothed, a couple skin tight outfits. But we also had different types of, and shapes. Like May is kind of the the kind of curvy, cute one. You May know, is Bay. May, May is Bay. Then then you had Zarya, and it's just like, please don't hurt me, because she is jacked. It looks like she could go against uh, Winston, you know, in an arm wrestling match and probably win, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'd like to go back a quick second to our to what we were talking about with the, uh, the BlizzCon uh, conference where the question was asked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think should have been the reaction from the panelists on stage? 
people absolutely anything but what they did. I don't think I would have started, you know, laughing. Uh, right. If it were me, I would have probably, you know, you know, at the time also, you know, again, a few years ago, we didn't really have, we were starting to have these conversations, but uh, we really hadn't gotten very far. So I'm wondering, you know, I can only talk from necessarily my perspective. Okay, let's, 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 let's change the question slightly. If you were to respond to that today, with what you know today, what would be your I probably would have cracked a joke about, you know, yeah, uh, about the bikini armor situation, actually. And uh, and uh, if it were me, I would probably, you know, what they could have even done is just like, well, actually, we're coming out with, we, you know, we're looking at a game actually to address that. We have this new game in the works. We can't say much about it, but we've tried to have uh, our, our females portrayed of all different races, ethnicities, and body types. Mm -hmm. And so, we're also trying, they could have even just said, and we're going to try and slowly and bring that to our future content for World of Warcraft. Sure. Because we realize also, not everyone needs to look like Kerrigan, Queen of Blades from StarCraft, you know? <laughs> so, I'll, I'll, I'll take the, the, the OG original question. Um, mm -hmm. So, the, the bad thing about it is, even for the time, it was not a politically correct response that they no, pulled no. off. I mean, I know, yes, we are more woke. Things have progressed in some respects mm -hmm. these days than, than back then. But honestly, the fact that they felt bold enough to not even give the like corporate non-answer of, we'll take your feedback into consideration, oh, yeah, is, pretty, yeah. is pretty damning, let's mm. be honest, right? Um, I mean, they made fun of that poor woman, right? Mm -hmm. And so my first reaction was I would have addressed the audience. I would have, I would have gone, hey, guys, guys, let's, let's not boo. You know, they needed mm -hmm. to be the leaders in that room. And you go, hey, let's not boo. Yeah. This person just mm -hmm. wants to feel represented, wants to have mm -hmm. better representation in the games. They want to feel mm -hmm. our games being sure. more inclusive. We should be bringing I mean, people in. If you have a larger player base, you got more fun. Yep. Sure. She was a customer, right? Yeah. And they basically said, you you can either keep giving us money or there's the door, right? Mm. Yeah. At the it's same time, also, I will say, though, I, I'm not against having games specifically made for certain demographics, but it shouldn't ever be the majority. I mean... There's a reason why Dead or Alive is not taken seriously considered at, like, Evo tournaments and stuff like that. It, it's made for a specific crowd. But, you know, I'm just also at the same time, but that should never have been the majority opinion. Oh, never. Never, never. Yeah. Sure. Well, and, I mean, I think it, it comes from a lack of a, a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, video games have been, for the longest time, very gendered, right? I mean... Yeah. Um, it's been like a boys thing to do uh, well, because they were marketed to boys. And yeah, then, Adam uh, ruins everything. Did an excellent um, did you? Uh, it series good, about that. It was it was a good episode on that specifically about gamers. And apparently, in the Atari days, it was actually pretty gender neutral how they would advertise. Oh, it. I love when, this fact. But when Nintendo came pretty much to America and were selling, they were trying to market it more 
as a toy because the video game crash was still fresh in stores minds and they were hesitant to want to put a video game product on the store shelves that was basically going to be worthless in a matter of weeks so because they had a robot packed in ultimately they just kind of chose well it's more of a boy's toy and that just stuck for the longest time would really i don't even think that's the way it was in japan with the famicom uh, I believe it was also just pretty generous. They were also trying to advertise it as literally the family computer, and there was even games that was basic programming. Yep. So, yeah, it, it's just so weird that one you know small decision back in '84, basically, you know, changed <laughs> changed the landscape. Course. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And, and and a lot of it's cascading, right? I mean, there mm-hmm. aren't that many. Um, there are some big name female creators out there, mm-hmm. but there aren't that many of them. Mm-hmm. That's true. They, they 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 are a minority. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, if we can make certainly, you know, if if the companies out there, the dev teams out there, can make their voices heard. And make mm-hmm. their environment, their work environment, safe places to be. Um, for I, I think that you're going to see better games come out. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it better's it better's the industry. It better's the the work environment for sure. Um, I mean, it's a real shame that um, you know Activision Blizzard is is you know they're they're going to take the bullet for this one for sure. And um, oh. honestly, the damage might actually be worse than we think. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we just talked. We were talking about how World of Warcraft kind of, kind of isn't World of Warcraft anymore. People don't. <laughs> it, it's not the online MMORPG that it used to be. Mm-hmm. People, people prefer the competitor. Mm-hmm. What happens uh, when the next Call of Duty comes out and it's, it's, it's no good, right? Is that I, the I one with know. aliens? <laughs> no, that was uh, yeah. that was um, those three cons. Yeah, I think it's Okay, because oh, that's actually oh, the only right, one I'm like. Ghost Recon Extraction is the one you're thinking. Okay, but, but like, wasn't Call of Duty getting all futuristic too at the time? And I'm like, well, if yep. fighting aliens, I might be interested. <laughs> yeah, they did it. I actually, I, don't, I haven't even seen the trailer for Vanguard. <laughs> I, I have not yet either. I think it's back in World War. II. Oh, oh, of course okay. it is. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. And, you know, and and I, I don't know if that fan base is going to know enough or care enough. Um, Call of Duty is pretty mainstream. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, we were talking about Overwatch before, right? Mm-hmm. That, that or Diablo 2 would be the next, like, Activision Blizzard game that I would consider buying. Certainly mm-hmm. this fall, I, I, they're not going to get my money, but they never get my money for Call of Duty. So, mm-hmm. Well, Diablo 2 is coming out this fall, too. Oh, that's right. Yep. Um, well, we'll see. I don't yeah. know. Again, again, it's it's one of those things where I want the heads to roll, but I don't want to hurt those that have already been hurt. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a tough spot to be in, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, we just want Kodak's head on a pike outside <laughs> the building. Why is that so hard to ask for? <laughs> I don't know if the shareholders are going to ask for him to go away 
unless they start losing money. Mm-hmm. Someone needs yeah. to metaphorically Joffrey uh, Kodak. <laughs> uh, take that king out. <laughs> sure. I mean, all it would take, I think, is for Call of Duty to come out and, and not make any money. Yeah, if a Call of Duty game came out and absolutely floundered, I think he'd be out in a heartbeat. They, they, unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't think that matters anymore. They now have the evergreen uh, Call of Duty game, uh, Warzone. Warzone, yeah. Mm-hmm. However, it, it, I don't know, that could be a pretty dang big hit to, to, to their... Uh, yeah, it, it could, and, and I hope it does. I hope it, it's a big hit. They have to, you know, they get new leadership. Then, Boys for Bob, back on Crash. Uh, Vicarious Visions, back on Tony Hawk. You get them doing things again. And you let Blizzard take their time. Don't force them into making a mobile Di- Diablo game. I don't want that. I'm pretty sure you guys don't want that. The only mobile Diablo game Are... I want is on my Switch. Or you mean <laughs> yeah. the... the... We haven't even mentioned the terrible uh, Warcraft 3 remake that they made. Oh! Uh, oh. Isn't... Okay. The, is that the one that also, if anyone still had vanilla Warcraft 3, it, like, <laughs> reskinned and did it? Uh, yep. It, that game is... is a tumor. That game an is... an abomination. Yeah. Say, that game is cancer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, guys, before we end for the night, I'd like let's let's talk about something kind of fun. It's because this has been a depressing conversation. Yeah, I, was going, yeah. I was going through my stuff here, and I found and I kind of showed this earlier in the podcast here, and I don't know if you guys noticed. Strategy guide for Ultimate Mortal <laughs> Kombat Three. <laughs> nice. Complete with old school Tyler writing in the moves for the hidden characters. Nice. You just told me you didn't had done that when on our Mortal Kombat retrospective. <laughs> yep. Uh, honestly, though, cool artwork. They give little bios, little strategies. Nice. <laughs> this 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 was my Bible back in fourth and fifth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, and here I sit around in my new studio that's surrounded by. Yeah. All of my my stuff right now. So I guess I can show you some stuff. Uh, I I finally I was really excited finally because uh, as you guys know I had collected the classic uh, Ninja Turtles collection for years, and I've pretty much finally just gotten everything I wanted. I don't I didn't want everything because there's how many versions of the turtles that are really stupid. So like I even as a kid I saw turtle trolls and I was like. That is the stupidest thing I have ever seen. But so I have all that I want, but I always for the for the longest time, uh, when I was really little and first getting into cartoons and stuff, my two big ones were Ninja Turtles and the real Ghostbusters. And I had sold all the Ninja Turtles and the real Ghostbusters at a garage sale years ago, but for some reason. I don't know how it managed to dodge this. My Ghostbusters Firehouse playset and Ecto-1 were not sold in that uh, yard sale. And it has been down in my parents' basement ever since. 
And you, you got lucky there. Yeah, and I had always, you know, when I started collecting more of the older 80s toys that, you know, I really enjoyed, I always would come back to the, the Ghostbusters because I loved those classic late 80s, early 90s kind of grunge aesthetic that a lot of those toys had. I mean, the Ninja Turtles, they had so much sculpted weird details on them. Uh, like a general track up there, if you like flip the figure around, you'll notice there's like a centipede and a newt and other things just like on his rocky body that are just molded in there. I love that. I still do. So, but now, now that the studio is complete, I had a blank shelf okay. that could fit the Ghostbuster firehouse on top. And I got it out of my parents' basement. It had been down there for at least 30 years. Uh, it had everything. It was complete. I had to find a few things, but I was able to find it in with other things stored. It was disgusting. I cleaned it up, but I've now slowly been putting back together that collection so uh today i went to uh, a local shop that sells uh, vintage toys and i picked up some of the lovely haunted humans because we can't say possessed by, or anything with the ghostbusters cartoon so i now have male fraud you know so oh <laughs> lo lowly mailman blip <laughs> not anymore <laughs> And uh, I also have, uh, um, I don't know if this one had a name. It was just like a box that, that came with like a haunted vehicle. And uh, this was the motorcycle guy. And uh, you pull it out. And now he's got the crazy like uh, body and everything. And, okay. oh, and the, motorci the motorcycle is also a ghost. <laughs> uh, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. So I, I just I love these like wacky aesthetics, you know, and with all the so details. Yeah. So I'm very happy to put that up. And I was just it was kind of exciting. I was able to find like, wait, I had that one, you know, like the the, the football player who suddenly becomes a monster quite literally out of his ass, you know? Yep. <laughs> so. I had fun today. <laughs> now, I was going to ask you, Dave, because mm -hmm. you've gotten back into Ghostbusters here, and obviously yeah. you're a huge Transformers collector. Yes. <laughs> Are you going to get Ectotron? I, I, that is one thing, though. I know that some of these Transformers crossovers exist, but it's one of those things I'm like, that is falling into my brain category of that's stupid, you know? So I have not gotten Ectotron. I have not gotten Gigawatt, which is uh, the DeLorean. Back to the future. Yeah, the DeLorean. Uh, and also, the only one I've been tempted is they now have announced the Jurassic Park one. And okay. so they, they have recolored the new release of Beast Megatron to be the Tyrannosaur from Jurassic Park. And then a, a different vehicle has been retooled into the classic green Jeep. E you know, so okay. I, will admit I was just kind of like they gave a new head sculpt to the uh, to the I, I forget what they've named the uh, but to Beast Megatron and I was just kind of like is, that is, is that T-Rex? No, I have T-Rex though. 
Uh, How? Oh, so isn't T Rex just a color swap of Megatron as well? Yes. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I got him right. Uh, uh, he's right over here. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we need to do a Dave's action figure show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he's quite literally a color palette. He, he's the second player good guy version of Megs. <laughs> Okay. Actually, yeah. actually, give me two seconds here. I'll be right back. No problem. But he is actually from, um, I think originally they had planned to make him like a convention exclusive. Well, okay, wait, let me take a step back. He had been, you know, Hasbro, they do a ton of recolor re-releases that are new characters. And it was one of those times where it's just, I don't think they had a lot coming out at the time. So they just released a subline of, uh, Transformers dinosaurs, and they just re-released a bunch of the dinosaur figures in different colors as different characters. But then the official convention got a hold of uh, T Rex, and then made him kind of a character in their uh, convention exclusive comic books. And so now he's like also like a partner of the uh, Autobot DevCon, and uh, who's another character that appeared like only once in the original cartoon. <laughs> Who I also have a figure of. Transformers is my Star Wars, basically. <laughs> so, in the, yeah. same, in the same box, I had found the uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat Guide. Yes. Nice. OG Megatron Beast Wars. Yep. And nice. missing several parts. Oh, Primal. Nice. Yep. With one sword. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, missing the things cool. to actually keep the back cannons down. Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have them out, but uh, I do have still the Magnum Boss that Chris gave me years ago as a birthday gift. So uh, I'm trying to find space for some of the OG Beast War stuff. But unfor unfortunately... Uh, other stuff kind of took priority because I love collecting the kind of like the classics lines where they really just update the original G1 characters, but with modern engineering and technology. So, you know, they really are what they were supposed to be. They, they transform and are the action figures that literally you just you pulled the characters off the screen. And I love that. So, yeah, kind of like the. I mean, this is to an excessive degree, but like the Masterpiece series. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And even then, they keep updating the Masterpiece figures. They are now on a version 2 of Starscream. Wait, wait, wait. Version 3, actually, because they changed Starscream. Yep. Very nice. Very nice. I still need to find that crown. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> If all those fails, I can 3D print you one. I know the I know where the files are. Beautiful. There you go. All right. Yep. Well, guys, I think that has been a successful podcast. Uh, yeah. We appreciate your patronage. Thank you for listening. Uh, please like, comment, subscribe, ask us questions. We'll read them on the air. I promise. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, spread the word. Next time. Game on. Game on. Game on.